twice as hard for the same motherfucking title, but I Today is a very special episode of the Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion podcast because it's the 100th episode, um, which is, I mean, in podcast years, that's like, I don't, that's like 500 episodes, I feel like. So today, (laughs) Amanda is letting me, Lauren, from the Gray Estates, do the interviewing, which God bless her for trusting me with this. (laughs) but yeah, so why don't we start like you would start, and for people that aren't familiar, or I mean, if they aren't and they're tuning in, um, who are you? <laughs> I feel like I should have done this episode, like, at the start, if anything, like, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> what? Are, who am I? Um, yeah, thank you so much for doing this, Lauren. You are the freaking best. Um, yeah, if you don't know who I am. I'm Amanda Starling. I am the host of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. And yeah, this is, this is what I do with my, with my free time. I, I, I talk to awesome people like Lauren and we talk about important things like feminism and uh, the ways that we can make our scene more inclusive and the awesome music and ways that people contribute to independent music go. That's, I mean, that all sounds perfect to me and I think you do a great job at it. <laughs> Thank you. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun and a little bit of work, but mostly fun. Um. So I wanted to start by asking, of course, what made you decide to start a podcast? And when you started, did you have like any experience, or like how did you learn to do it? So I started off 
more so as a music blogger for a bunch of different websites and was just kind of getting my feet wet with music coverage. Um, I did a radio show with my friend Tyler slash like podcasts and stuff. Um, Tyler Holland, shout out to Tyler. I know he's listening. Um, And he kind of showed me the ways of audio production and like how to put together podcasts and talking about music out loud rather than just typing out my feelings, which is a whole new experience because you kind of have to get over the whole awkward, like, how do I talk? Turns out you just talk like a normal person when you do podcasting. (laughs) And I didn't realize that initially. So it was kind of cool to really um, explore conversational ways of doing um, talk about music. Um, but yeah, so I kind of got flustered for a while with the way that I and other like non-men and people of color were kind of being treated in independent music media. didn't feel like our voices were being heard, whether it was as a journalist or as like a, um, consumer of music. And I felt like we all deserved our own little platform to be able to talk about this stuff, whether it's the music and the art that we create or the ways that we're treated within a subculture and stuff. So I wanted a space to be able to do that without any judgment and where if anything, it would be a space for us to go to and feel like it was ours. So um, Angry Girl Music was kind of born from that thought. And I started in August of 2016 and haven't stopped since. (laughs) Whoa, that's a long time. Yeah, I kind of can't believe it, honestly, because doing this thing has been kind of a whirlwind, honestly. I started off doing like monthly episodes and um, it quickly turned into more because I think there was just, I don't want to use the word demand because it makes it sound like it was like mega popular from the start. But like I had people who really wanted to use that platform and it was kind of cool to see that happen very quickly. Why did you feel that it was important for you to sort of focus on that platform for the podcast? Because I feel like with so many podcasts, it can be really easy just to to have conversations with any bands um, or just to like sort of make it about yourself. But one of the things I've always appreciated is like, you really do give the people on the podcast this platform to speak about whatever they want. Um, And especially like really important issues like feminism and just being more inclusive. So why did you feel that that was like, something that you wanted to do and and how did you sort of accomplish that? Well, I kind of knew my feelings on it all, which was that I didn't feel like I was being heard. And I knew that if I felt that way, there had to be others who felt that way also. So whether it came down to my opinions or my experiences or just the music that I consumed and stuff, it's like if I felt like I wasn't being heard, that meant that there were so many other people who were possibly more marginalized than I am feeling that too. So it became important to me to kind of not only have a platform for myself, but for other people who didn't feel like they had that space or didn't know that there was a space for them. And so um, I kind of went with the intention of, okay, I want to talk to these people who know that they need a space to talk. And I also want it to be on their terms because so many times I see um, whether it's a musician or somebody who's working in independent media and stuff, they they get asked questions maybe time and time again that are the same ones every time. So I always make a point to ask people like, hey, what do you want to talk about? What matters to you? Or what are you sure that you want me to bring up? And we'll talk about it. Um, So I think just kind of that perception and understanding like what folks want and what folks need, um, because I could see it in myself. And whenever I would talk to friends in independent media and independent music and stuff, they would share those same sentiments that I did. So it was like, I spent a while actually just talking to different friends in the music community and stuff about like what their experiences were like. So I kind of had like almost a built up foundation of like, okay, this is what we're all feeling. We're all feeling a little bit like we're on the edge here or like we have to constantly explain our experiences to other people. So how do I make a space that's going to be meaningful to people who feel like they have to tell that same experience again and again, or Um, feel like they're not being they're being like listened to but not properly heard if that makes sense has there been like an interview or a person that you've talked with where you felt like oh this really like this is exactly what I wanted this podcast to be or like was there a moment where you were like oh this this is what I'm supposed to do 
1000%. So like I had a lot of really awesome friends who helped me out from the start. Um, the first one being the very first episode I did of the podcast with Erica Clayton. Um, she's a really good friend of mine. And she was one of the people that really motivated me to just like do this podcast and be like, Hey, your perspective matters. It's one that I feel too. Let's do this and I'll help you. So it was really cool having that first conversation with somebody who had a lot to say. But I think the one that really made me feel like what I'm doing is really important and that it should spread and that it matters was definitely the conversation I had with um, Carly Commando from Slingshot Dakota. Um, Carly is a really great friend. And when I first met Carly, I knew that we had a really good connection because she immediately said yes to doing the podcast. But like when we started talking about things like how we felt in the music community and her experiences directly, it made me feel really validated about my own experiences and that understanding that so many other people have been there whenever it comes to like, whether it feels like you're kind of trying to explain your experience to somebody who doesn't understand all the way down to um, why we love making art, why we love making music, why we love being a part of the community and stuff. And um, Carly was probably the first person where I just felt completely in sync with. And um, I feel like that interview also taught me how to build a relationship with my guests, like really listen and really be a part of that conversation. Let it be a conversation. Don't feel like you have to do like rapid fire Q&A kind of stuff at each other. You can kind of just like let the conversation flow and feel connected to the person. And um, it took, I feel like my first couple episodes were a little rocky and honestly, it's so many thank yous to the friends who like, were able to bear with me as I was kind of getting my footing and stuff. But I felt like over time at that point, I was like, okay, I think I know what I'm doing. I think I'm hitting my stride. And like, these aren't just becoming interviews they're becoming like real relationships. And I know that's probably against everything they tell us in journalism school at this point, but screw it. I'd rather have friendships after everything's said and done than, you know, feel like I've like, okay, cool. Check next attitude. Yeah. I think, that's like something I always appreciated um, about the podcast was just that, like even the times that I was on and even just in listening, um, because I think interviews can be so like, not professional, but like you don't really feel like you get to know the artist or even the person doing the interview. So I feel like with you, um, it's really special because I feel like every episode we're sort of getting to meet you and then also like that person that you're talking to, um, which is such a rarity in music because I don't know, you have such a limited time. So mm -hmm. to be able to like really get to the heart of someone, I think that's yeah. one of the reasons why I like it. Definitely. And thank you for that. Cause like, I like to feel like I'm making friends with people and stuff. And I feel like whenever you get to know somebody beyond it, just being like for the benefit of an article or a benefit of an interview or whatever, um, you sometimes get better conversation, better results. Like, I mean, it's so cool that you're on the podcast. I think this is the third time that we're talking, like yeah. recorded wise, which is yeah. really freaking sick. And like, we're going to hang out at Fest this year. And the fact that like you and I have this friendship now is just so freaking cool to me. And like, that's the best part of doing this whole thing for me is like making those meaningful relationships and stuff. And like, I feel like when you have that, then you can kind of grow from each other too. Yeah, definitely. That's, and I think that's another thing too, that's really special um, because I've always felt even with you and just like with the alternative, I think it's great that there's like, um, like a lifting of each other up and projects and just of sharing of things rather than like, check out my podcast, but don't check out anybody else's. Um, so I think it's <laughs> yeah. cool that that's definitely something that I've noticed with your work. Yeah. And I think I've learned that from people like you from Henderson over at the alternative and Tim over at better yet podcast and like so many others that I've met along the way too, where it's like, I've seen the positivity that everybody puts out and all the hard work that they do and supporting each other is the coolest part. So like, I actually feel like I have to give you some credit in that area because I saw what you were doing. I'm like, I can do this too. And we can like create this community of like connections and genuine meaningful conversation and where we're actually supporting each other and stuff and that's just really freaking cool to me um so what would you say to someone that might be listening or that might be following you on twitter that sort of has that same desire to kind of pursue a podcast or to start their own thing um in the music scene and what would you sort of say to encourage them or, or what have you even learned 
um, through the 100 episodes. I think talking to people is really the crucial part. No matter what idea you have, you kind of find yourself very quickly growing and having ideas when you talk to people that you trust. Like, um, talk to your friends first, because I feel like they're going to be the ones that are going to be in your corner at any point during your development. Um, I spent a lot of time talking to different friends who had um, the same knowledge, if not more knowledge on subjects like feminism or had really broad taste in music that wasn't made by straight white guys. You know, like I would have friends that would recommend me these really awesome bands from like Venezuela or really um, talented friends of theirs that are, you know, trying to start a career like in bedroom pop or whatever. And a lot of it was like, okay, how can I broaden my perspectives? How can I kind of get myself immersed in things that I'm less familiar with? Like whether it's different artists, whether it's different, um, even political opinions and stuff. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity whenever you just have conversations with people and bounce ideas. So like, that's probably the first step I would suggest is just like talk to people about what it is you want to do. And then like, I think one of the things I try to tell people the most is don't let yourself feel like held back by technology or what resources you have. Because I mean, I have stuff like a cool mic and a cool laptop now that I've upgraded over time, but like that, it didn't start off that way. I had like a cheap USB microphone that I'd plug into my laptop and that was it. Like I didn't have the like fancy um, like vocal condenser. I still don't. I have just a really upgraded like USB mic, but like you don't have to have all this expensive technology. You don't need advertisers unless you want advertisers. You don't need all the things that they tell you you need to have. If you just want to like start a podcast, just like get a mic off of Amazon for like 15 bucks and start doing it, you know? And if you want to blog, start off with a free like WordPress or like Squarespace or whatever Wix blog and just start writing, do what you want to do. And the same can be said for music too, you know, start playing a song, start doing anything. I think you just don't limit yourself by what others tell you is the right way to succeed. I think that you kind of have to find your own way and don't be afraid to ask for help because I've had a lot of help along the way whether it's somebody who's worked in media before and they know how to start a really good blog or like, you know, features, ideas and stuff. I, I learn a lot from asking for help and seeing what everybody else is doing and trying to find my own way of doing it. Like I tell people on a regular basis, I'm like, please copy me. <laughs> if anything, I want there to be more podcasts out there that are talking about um, music and art by like non-men and people of color and people from the LGBT community and stuff. It's like, there should be more people doing this. If anything, you can copy me down to a T. I don't care. There's, I just think that there needs to be more sharing and more creativity and stuff. So like, and don't be afraid to borrow ideas and stuff. Like it's okay to kind of put your own twist on stuff. How do you feel like you sort of found your voice or like, um, how did you find like a way to sort of make it your own? Because I feel like even with the gray estates, like, you know, I made it purple and cute. So like, what mm -hmm. was your way of sort of like defining yourself or, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but. I think I'm still defining myself if I'm being honest, because, um, I'm in a, I'm in a stage now where it's like, I'm taking the podcast and I'm trying to turn it into like a website too and stuff. But like, I think the way that I did that was allowing culture to kind of influence me. So like, if you follow me on social media, I have a lot of Star Wars gifts <laughs> and like my other fandom outside of like, I have two fandoms basically, um, independent music and Star Wars. And like, I got to a point where I realized I'm like, I should totally let my personality shine through here and stuff. And I think it was little stuff like letting myself kind of be a little bit more present in how I promote myself, if that makes sense. Cause it's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to geek out about stuff like this every now and then. And like, it's also me learning to not like apologize for being a fan of things. Like I'm going to tweet ferociously about how much I love like the new Charlie Bliss record, for example, and because I just love this record and like unapologetically feeling things and letting the world see that was something that I kind of had to do to help define myself because I think it's who I've always been. It's who I am. I think it's just a matter of like letting people see that. 
Yeah. I think that's really special and cool to be able to, like, I don't have any, I've never like gotten into Star Wars, um, but <laughs> I think it's great to see that, like, I don't know, to, to go on your Twitter and see like, oh, this person has like a personality outside of music. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it does give someone a chance that's following to, to almost feel like, oh, Amanda's my friend. Like, it's cool to see that in. So I say more gifts. <laughs> I am like probably the queen of Star Wars gifts at this point. Because like, I found that there's so many that just match my different moods and attitudes toward whether it's like music that's being released or just how I feel in general. And it's like, over the last years when I really started owning that, because I think um, my fandoms just kind of like bubble up a lot. And like, I, I really want to start exposing more of my other interests too. Cause like, I love teen night dramas of like the mid two thousands, like EOC, One Tree Hill. Yeah. I need, and like, I want to like share all that stuff too. And like, all these like ridiculous, sometimes laugh track comedies. Like my favorite one right now is stuff like One Day at a Time and like stuff like that, where these shows are just like, they're my interests. And like, maybe I'll start sharing more anime and stuff too, because I like that too. I don't know. It's just, I think it, I think part of making something my own and having my own voice and stuff kind of comes from really feeling comfortable enough to like share my personality and who I am outside of like just podcasting and stuff. And, um, there's a lot of really great people who do that. Like, um, you and like the alternative are really great examples of like, I'm really into this like food right now, or like, here's something that's like this really random interest of mine that you didn't know about. Let's talk about it. And so I'm better at doing that on my personal profile than I am on like the pod profile. Cause I feel like I just some like my brain kind of like short circuits every now and then between both accounts. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's, it's, it's kind of fun to be able to kind of learn and share more about myself because I feel like as I discover interests and stuff sometimes other people want to hear about it at least that's what I tell myself I'm all for it share as much of yourself as you want especially the teen dramas like yeah oh yeah I'm in the middle of re-watching One Tree Hill for like the 1000th time it's like a every fall I re-watch One Tree Hill and Gilmore Girls like from beginning to end oh my gosh yeah <laughs> so that's a, that's a fun fact about me that most folks don't know I like I am here for this fall tradition I might have to like partake in this from afar (laughs) yeah do it if anything it's like I just find myself getting into this stuff and I keep adding to the list of traditions like um my boyfriend and I watch over the garden wall the Cartoon Network miniseries every fall so like we just I don't know I just keep adding to the list I'm gonna probably run out of viewing hours but whatever (laughs) yeah hey it works (laughs) (laughs) it's a comfort thing for sure um I wanted to ask you, do you have a favorite episode of the past 100 or like, are there episodes you look back on and you're like, oh, that was a good one. I love it. Oh my gosh. That's hard because there's so many. I mean, when I literally think about 100, (laughs) I I, I don't know. I mean, Slingshot Dakota is always going to be one of my favorites just because that was such a groundbreaking episode. Um, when I interviewed Jamie Coletta, that was really special because that was, again, somebody who I felt like I instantly clicked with and I feel like has also helped shape me as far as like opportunities to go with the podcast. She's helped me meet so many incredible people in music and I'm forever grateful. Um, I mean, there are bands that I've been a fan of for years that I finally got to meet that I thought was just mind blowing. Like, um, Football, etc., was huge because I loved that band for so long. I think the coolest part is, is like seeing so many bands grow over the time period of when I first interviewed them to now. I, I think it's been so cool because I get to meet people that I've respected in music for so long, whose voices like shaped me as a person. And then to see bands that I really respect and who I could see being successful reaching new heights with their music like I think about future teens and retirement party who have gone from being bands that like you'd hear a couple like soft rumblings about on the internet but now they're huge they're like starting to have their own headlining tours and stuff and it's amazing to have seen them go from starting out to having really big success on some really awesome tours I think that's kind of like my favorite in that sense it's like being able to see 
friends succeed, I think is more so the coolest part than necessarily having like favorite episodes because I've made really awesome relationships because the, the episodes themselves are always really special. I feel like I love every episode equally because I have this attitude of like, I don't care if you're like 17 years old, still figuring out your voice and music, or if you're somebody who's established in music and has been doing it for like 15, 20 years, I want to treat every guest with the same respect and like opportunity because you never know who's going to have this next really big, exciting chapter of their career. So like, I mean, I had somebody back on the podcast this year, Marcelin, she put out a record this year that was totally different from the record I first interviewed her on. And like to see her growth and stuff was really important to me because it's kind of like building an audio time capsule. I get to see these milestones and it's so cool to experience that. And I think sometimes that kind of stuff is more meaningful than anything because I can see my growth and I can see their growth. And I think that's a really special part of it all. Yeah, I was going to say, I definitely think, like, as someone who's followed the podcast, too, like, to watch your growth, to see, like, that you had, um, like, the live interview at Fest, and just to see, like, these bands coming on, um, because I know what that's like to feel like bands are like, oh, my gosh, they'll never be on the site, like, they're so big, so to see, Mm -hmm. like, Sadie, and to see, like, the artists that you've talked to is really cool, because you can see that growth, um, like, in yourself, too, which is amazing. Yeah, I mean, if I were to cheat, I would say that the live show was my favorite because it pushed me out of my comfort zone. But most importantly, I got to have three bands on there instead of just the one. So it checks a lot of boxes in that sense because <laughs> it's like I had like really good friends who joined me for that. It was Slingshot Dakota, Expert Timing, and Gutless. And they're all people that I like deeply love and respect even outside of music and stuff just because they're all really awesome people, period. Um, so I think that's going to have to be my cheat code answer for like favorite episodes until I do another live show with a bunch of people on it. So that way I can say more than one. (laughs) That's fair. Um, is there anyone you dream of interviewing still? Yes. A thousand percent. Um, so far I would say Francis Quinlan from Hop Along and, um, Laura Jane Grace against me are probably my like big dream guests that I want to talk to. And every time I tell myself that I'm like, wow, they're probably too big. I have to remind myself too. It's like, well, I mean, you've talked to so many people you never thought you would talk to already. I mean, talking to John Allison Weiss, for example, never thought I'd talk to somebody who makes some of the best pop music. And then that happened at one point. And then like being able to talk to people like Sadie and stuff, it's like, I never thought that would happen. So I'm like, I've learned that I really can't limit myself anymore. That's not, it's not fair to me and it's not fair to them in that sense because it's like, why am I putting up this barrier, this like wall, uh, making it seem like insurmountable whenever it's like, you know what? I bet you if I just tried it, that could happen. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely think that could happen. If anyone can make it happen, it's you. I appreciate appreciate you so much. Yeah. Those are probably my big goal ones, um, for having people on the podcast. Um, I really don't think of like your traditional famous people to have on the pod just cause it's like, um, I'm all about giving opportunity to other people. I think I get sometimes more excited when I get those like random inbox submissions where it's somebody that like, I've never heard of them. I'm pretty sure nobody else has because they've only got one EP out kind of thing. And I sometimes get more excited about those folks and the surprise of seeing what happens there because they end up sometimes just blowing my mind. Like um, I had this band reach out to me, Sleepless, a long time ago. um, And I had them on the podcast this year and they were fantastic. Like they're one of my new favorite Florida bands and stuff. They're from Jacksonville. They're super tight. And, um, they became really cool friends. Like I love when I get to see them now in person and it's like, they were just a, they were just an inbox submission who like reached out to like my DMS, I think on Twitter and were just like, Hey, will you check out our music? And it was just now they're one of my favorites. And I think that's sometimes more exciting than landing a bigger artist. Cause you can kind of see what happens next. And it's kind of like, 
it's like getting a new book and you've never heard of it before, but the cover looks interesting. And like, you know, you, you think you've heard of this author and the summary sure sounds good. And then you open up and it's better than anything you ever could have imagined. And like, I think that's just as exciting as like getting a big artist, but yeah, I mean, as far as, as far as like dream guests though, no question. If I got Francis or, uh, or Lara Jane Grace, I think I would, it would be really hard for me to kind of like keep that secret. And it's funny because I don't tell people that I have guests. I like to kind of let it be a surprise drop every Tuesday, but that might, those two might be ones that I can't contain. Like I, I might have to just go ahead and tell everybody. So I'm talking to this awesome person. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would support you like really hyping that up. I'd have to at that point because I'm just like, y'all have heard me talk about this for a while now, so you should know what's actually happening. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask too, I had noticed like that you started a website mm -hmm. to like put all the podcast episodes on. Um, is that like something, do you want to move more into blogging? Like what else, what are, what is next for you and the podcasts and yeah, so I want to get into blogging. I think it's it's a challenge for me, and I think that's why I want to get into it, because um, finding the time to really write and write about things that matter to me. I kind of like the idea of having a platform where I can put all my think pieces and, like, maybe eventually do some reviews and stuff. That's why I wanted to have a website and not just, like, a regular hosting dumping ground like I had before to just throw episodes onto, because it's, like, I wanted to be able to have a place to express my thoughts. And then I also want to be able to have a place to put others' thoughts. So like one of my friends and I, um, Katrina from Expert Timing, she and I have talked for a long time about doing like zines, for example, about different subjects that matter to us, whether it's how to be an ally in the independent music community or like things along those lines or like educational materials and stuff. And one of the things that I always realize, it's like, I love tangible zines and stuff. I have a bunch of them that I've collected, but um, for people who aren't in your immediate circle, how do they get access to those materials in like a really easy way? And like part of having the website for me is going to also be a place to put those materials and share other people's resources and stuff. Cause there's a ton of stuff out there. And I know a lot of people who are working really hard to like, put together resources about all kinds of stuff, whether it's safe spaces or um, awareness of like how to properly do things like um, share pronouns or make sure that others feel included whenever they're participating in the community, stuff like that. And I wanna eventually be able to use the site to like host that kind of stuff, those kind of resources. So for anybody listening, if you have a really cool zine that you wanna just have like, a PDF thrown up on the site, or if you want to see them converted into articles, please set me up because I think it'd be really cool for us to be able to share your stuff beyond paper because, like, paper is important. I love it, but it can't hurt to be green, and it would be awesome to be able to share all your hard work with more people. I love the idea of that, and I think it's cool to like um, have a like an accessible place that is online because sometimes um, I don't know. It's nice. I love print, but I also, sometimes it's nice to be able to have, like, anyone can read it at any time, so I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things that, like, I think is one of my long-standing goals, and, like, um, one of the things I did whenever I started the site, too, was kind of start, like, a resources tab, where, like, people can find different nonprofits that are, like, run by non-men and people of color and stuff, as well as different independent media, because, like, for me, I can't get to every person who writes to me about being on the podcast. It's just not possible. But if I can connect them to other media that like works really hard and is might be the right platform for them, I can give them links to that. So like, for example, um, for like independent media, I know I have like the gray states up there and pass the mic and the alternative and like hooligan magazine and like a bunch of other really good resources that are run by people who are going to care about their art and their work just as much as I would. So like sharing stuff like that or like nonprofits like, um, lead and, um, half access and stuff. And I want to keep building up those resources too, because it's, I just think it's important to share the work of everybody who wants to give opportunity and inclusivity to others. And so, um, that's, a huge reason why I kind of have that up on the site is just be able to put that in front of people. And if my platform helps get somebody that much closer to finding what they need, 
it's good to have it out there. Um, what would be like your ultimate hope um, for just the podcast and like for your work in it going forward? Hmm. Ultimate hope for it. Um, you know, this is going to sound really like idealistic, but I would like to just see that in a general sense, the culture surrounding independent music is more inclusive because people are now more educated and they're more aware of how to treat others and how to interact with others who are different from them. And like, I know that that sounds really, really idealistic, but like if people have the resources and they're able to educate themselves or share that with people who need to have those conversations, it's that much easier to understand one another. So like, the, a lot of people ask me stuff like, well, how do you know about that? Or how did you learn about it? I'm like, I have conversations and I found really awesome websites and like media and artists who all believe the same things that I now believe. So it's like, I don't think that angry girl music will ever be the end all be all to any of that stuff. I think that's way too lofty, but it would be cool to be a part of that resource list that people were able to kind of like distribute and like learn from others like you know maybe I was the one that connected somebody to that artist who shared their experiences in working with record labels or how they were able to kind of like find their voices in music and stuff like just being the bridge to that in some way and maybe being to some extent a part of like some cultural shift in how we treat others, I think would probably be like the highest hope for me. Um, I just want you to know that you are one of the most selfless people <laughs> in this industry that I have ever met or talked to. Um, it legitimately not to get, I was just going to go to the advice question as my last question, but <laughs> be, before I get to that, um, I think it just means so much to see like what this podcast has done and to see like how much you've grown and um, to see like that, I don't know, just the spotlight that you put on others, like you're part of it, but I feel like it's so special how you like really highlight these other artists and people. And um, I don't know, it's just a really special thing because you so many times you read sites and it's not about the artist. Um, mm -hmm. Like it's about, I don't know. Podcasts just don't, don't always engage with the artists in a way that you do. And I think it is so special. And I hope that you have like 500 more episodes and that like everyone that you've ever wanted to talk to comes on because I think what you're doing is so important. Yeah. So thank you so much, Lauren. Like that yeah. means a lot to me because that's uh, the, the whole shining a spotlight for other people is really the whole reason why I do this because it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, it's cool that I get to be a part of these new friend stories is the best way I can put it. Like, it's cool that I got to have a conversation with somebody who's out there working really, really hard and sharing their voice and stuff. And to kind of be a part of their moment for even a second is just an honor for me. And it's just important to me to see to it that they get their platform, that they get their opportunity and they get to succeed because, um, I don't know, at the end of the day, just being a part of that's enough for me, even just for a moment. And, you know, there's a lot of really cool things that come out of it for me in a sense where it's like, cool, I've got a new friend. And, you know, I got to be a part of that journey for a second and everything. And I've seen the way that other websites and other media do make it about themselves and not about the artists and stuff. And I took that lesson very seriously when I started the podcast. I was actually, my number one rule was, was like, this is not about me because if it is, I'm doing a disservice to the artists. It's about them. And not just artists, but people who are working behind the scenes too, like um, PR, labels, um, talent buyers, all of that. There's a lot of people who are working really hard in independent media and independent music. And so for me, it was like, cool, we're going to celebrate them. It's about them in this moment and stuff. So 
Um, and there's a lot of really hardworking people out there that I still haven't met, that I still haven't talked to from a variety of backgrounds and I want to meet and I want to talk to all of them. So this is me putting it out there. Hit me up. <laughs> Let's keep doing this because I do want to make those 500 more episodes. Yes. Every, everyone should hit up Amanda <laughs> immediately. Um, okay. So back when the Gray States had a podcast, um, I always ended the interviews by asking the person what advice they would give the listeners and it could be on anything. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give listeners of your podcast? Um, hmm. let's see here. I'm going to go with two favorite lessons that I learned from star Wars that I'm going to share with all of you. Cause I feel like it's on brand for me. Um, do or do not, there is no try meaning just commit to your ideas, see them through. Don't be afraid to make mistakes because uh, the greatest teacher failure is. These are two Yoda quotes, y'all. <laughs> because, you know, whenever you fail, you still learn something from it. You have an opportunity because you know something you didn't know before. So, like, sometimes you're gonna have a not perfect uh recording, you know, some, some audio quality is not going to be right. Or, you know, you're going to feel super awkward and nervous talking to somebody that you really like and respect. And it's okay to just own that and own the areas where you didn't have your best foot forward. And it's okay to fail. And it's okay to pick yourself up and try again. Because like, I mean, I tried a number of audio projects and uh, media projects before I finally got angry girl music going and stuff and I learned a lot each time I tried to create something so it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to fail do your best learn from what you're doing and there, there's so much ahead of you so like just keep going at it and keep working hard and um, take care of everybody around you too along the way don't just do things for yourself think of how it's going to impact others around you and try to like think not just for yourself, but you know, what can you do to kind of serve and help and guide and um, be there for other people? What kind of impact are you going to make? So, but yeah, at the root of it, two pieces of star Wars advice though, do or do not, there is no try. And the greatest teacher failure is don't be afraid of either of those things. I just think that it is beautiful that you are able to <laughs> circle back to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> there is always a way. <laughs> I can always find a way. It's, uh, it, it's a gift and a curse. <laughs> I love it. Um, thank you so much for letting me do this and for just, you know, I'm thanking you on behalf of everyone on the internet too for <laughs> doing 100 episodes. Um, and I hope, I so hope that there's like so many more because, um, you so deserve it. And there are way too many people that have bad podcasts that are doing good. So we just need you to like <laughs> do great. <laughs> uh, I'll keep working at it for sure. And I, I hope we're doing this again at 200 or oh whatever next major milestone I declare is. But this is a really special one. And thank you so much for doing this with me, Lauren. Everybody who's listening, please, 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 if you aren't already, you should be following and supporting the Gray States. Lauren is the best. She has taught me so much just oh my gosh. following on the internet and talking and yeah, amazing human. Please support. Same at you and <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining the 100th episode. This is so cool. Like the spark that starts the fire All you do is burn yourself out You don't get there any faster Hide the monsters that you found All they do is ask to come out And it's not as fun as it sounds You say I'm disastrous Broken brackets in the
100 episodes of this podcast. I'm astonished by how much this community has grown around this podcast, the artists who have been on it, the people who have been on it, and I'm so humbled to have so many of you listening and supporting each week to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. This happened because of you, so thank you. Um, thank you so much to every single person who has supported and contributed to this podcast growth along the way, including, but not limited to, Erica Clayton, Katrina Snyder, Carly Commando, Lauren Rerick, Jacob Taylor, Henderson Cole, Jaffrey Snyder, Tom Patterson, Gabron Colbert, Tyler Holland, Jamie Coletta, Stove Johnson, Rowan Russell, Lindsay Karaskew, Kayla Carmichael, Olivia Kiesling, Chelsea Hahn, Molly O'Malley, Caitlin Sword. Sarah Blumenthal, Josh Robbins, Ellie Hart, Mel Grinberg, and every single guest who's ever been on this podcast, every listener, every single one of you. It's because of you that I hope to make hundreds more episodes. Thank you so much for being a part of this community and continuing to help it grow. Your support and friendship means the world to me. Stay angry and build something that matters to you. Chat with you all soon with so many more episodes. Love you all. Bye for now. (laughs) 